Hey guys, um, don't worry, this isn't an ad. This isn't an ad. I'm um, up the top of the episode. We just want to say that this week's movie, because uh, it's a bit of an indie movie, um, if you haven't seen it, we really, really want you to watch it before listening to this. We feel very strongly about our opinions on this movie. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to get around it. I reckon watch it before listening. Yeah, this is this is the one to do it for. Okay, okay, that's all Love I'm saying. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so nervous. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> This is the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema. My name is Beck Charwin, and with me is my gorgeous, funny, intelligent co-host Alex J. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes can't believe we haven't seen. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, I'm so excited to get into the movie this week. Excited for this one, you guys. Uh, But first, we have to do some quick admin, Alexia. What have you watched this week that you would recommend to the people? Uh, okay, following on from last week's podcast recommendation of Dirty John, I have now started yes. the TV series Dirty John. <gasps> My As goodness. always, finger on the pulse, <laughs> Alex J, that I am. Um, but it's great. I really like it. Eric Banner's excellent, like really fun, like if you haven't seen it, really fun like cameos from all these actors that I've seen in other stuff, like Juno Temple. Yes. From fucking um, – Ted Lasso is yeah. in it. She plays one of the daughters. And just it's a it's obviously a very horrific story, but yeah. uh very interesting show. So that's what I have been binging this week. Very nice. What about you? What episode are you up to? Um up to seven now. So mm. two more. That's it. Oh, but that's I know terrifying. what the ending is though. I think I should have done it the other way around. Watch the show first and then listen to the podcast. Oh no, 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 no. no? It's just like watching the ending is is just as like exciting. Gripping as Crazy time. So what have you watched this week? What do you recommend? Okay. I haven't watched Diddly Squat. She's been a busy girl. But what I would recommend, right, hasn't even come out yet, but I'm going to recommend it. So exclusive. We are recording this on the 12th. I'm sorry to break Mm. the fourth wall. (laughs) Um, It is Australian time. So in 12 hours, Taylor Swift will be releasing Taylor's version of the Red Album. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. That's that new one of her old songs. Yes, but there will be 30 tracks on the new album. Oh, my Lord. Including a 10-minute version of All Too Well. Whoa. Yes. Drag Jake Gyllenhaal to hell. 10 minutes. Is there like new lyrics or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. I'm so excited. There's also like she's gone all out. Okay. I will tomorrow do not contact me. (laughs) Okay. You will not be able to find me. I'll be crying under a doona. Headphones on. And allegedly, okay, there's, there's a short film coming out called All Too Well that she directed. Oh, wow. And allege, allegedly, um, she will be releasing the uh, album, uh, not the album, the Red Tour, like, movie, like, video, like, a live, like, oh. the live version that we can watch on a screen. I don't know what it's called. Oh, my called. God, the live <laughs> version that you can watch on a screen of a concert. Because <laughs> she's done it with all of her other tours, but not Red. When was the Red Tour? Well, like, oh, 20. 20- 11, I think. Oh, wow. Very, nice. very long time ago. Yes, 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 yes. That's exciting. 
That's very exciting. Mm. And also, if you haven't listened to our deep dive on Taylor Swift mm. over on the Patreon, that is a good way to get in the mood, okay? Good call. If you are not excited about the Red Album, you will be after listening to that, okay? Absolutely. $7 a month, deep dives pretty much every single week, reviews, yep. ad-free episodes, everything you need over on the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Lou's Got Jude Cinema. Boop, 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 boop. Nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so this week on uh, Nice People Say Nice Things nice Corner. Nice people say nice things. We're the cinemates. Send us messages and we read them out on the podcast. Okay. So that's just a pre-recorded sting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so sorry for post. anyone who doesn't like singing on podcasts. <laughs> But likes us is like, oh my god! If only. <laughs> um, so this is a follow up from listener Emily, who was the one who requested the butterfly effect. And <gasps> she was, had a friend or a boyfriend, I can't remember. And it was a friend who thought it was a comedy the somehow. Hell, the most hilarious film. <laughs> Bought a hat. <laughs> That's right. With Lenny likes pop tarts on it, <laughs> as if we could forget. So she uh, she just writes. I just heard the butterfly effect episode. It was great. I have question. I have answers to a couple of your questions. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One, don't worry. He and I are not friends anymore. Yay! <laughs> Two, he was not a romantic friend, but he was desperately trying to be. Of course, of fucking course. <laughs> Three, he did not think this movie was ironically funny. <gasps> we were like, well, it is. Tr- like it is a train wreck of a film, so maybe he ironically found it funny, mm. but apparently not. And she says he was just a messed up dude. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh fucking! Oh my god. And she writes. Also, I heard Beck mention the movie Holes and ask if she was the only person who'd heard of it. I just want you to know that it's a very big deal in the U.S. We've all seen Holes and loved every minute of it. I even own the soundtrack and the sequel to the book was required reading in the sixth grade. So Emily. Jump on over to our Patreon because oh we watched and reviewed the movie Holes and I have to agree with you and with Beck. It's a fucking great film. It's a banger. It's a perfect movie. So thank you, Emily. <laughs> thank you for the closure on that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, if you, yeah, that's the best kind of feedback is follow-up because when we ask questions on the podcast. We genuinely we want We genuinely want answers. <laughs> We're not going to Google them. Yuck. We yeah. have amazing group of cinemates. Why will we bother? We have the we have the cinemate Google, and that's more important and useful than any other Google. Yeah. <laughs> um. So speaking of cinemates, this week's movie was recommended to us mm. by Deanne on Twitter. Hey. hey. Um. Uh. Deanne, thank you so much for this one. Uh. Deanne said that they were furious throughout this movie, and mm. that got our attention it definitely because we loved fury (laughs) to get mad you know us women we're crazy for a bit of anger oh my god especially when we're on our period it's the best (laughs) well i tell you this is the perfect week for me then to watch this movie i was last week we're usually in sync (laughs) that's all right lockdowns it's got us all over the place (laughs) So, so this week we are watching a movie called Ruby Sparks. Okay, it came out in 2012, mm-hmm. I believe. <sighs> Beck. Yes. What is your history with this film? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing the trailer for this mm-hmm. and I was like, that seems lame. Mm-hmm. I don't – it was like also 2012. I just graduated high school. I was busy sure. drinking Bacardi breezes, mm-hmm. wearing kooka dresses, mm-hmm. 
slowly destroying my hair with a straightener and bleach. Okay, I didn't have time for indie romantic films. No, those things take up so much time. It's so much. Most of your 20s is taken up by destroying hair with a GHD <laughs> <laughs> and Bacardi breezes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not surprised you didn't come to it till now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you know about this movie? Nothing. I never even heard of it. Right. Yep. Absolutely no knowledge of it whatsoever. But after we got the message from Deanne, um, I did look it up briefly and realized that Paul Dano was in it. So I was like, okay, so it's going to be weird. Yeah. He only <laughs> does weird shit. Because the last movie we saw Paul Dano in, or is it Dano? I think we might have had this discussion last time. We can say it how we want. Let me see Dano. Uh, was in the Fart Corpse movie. Yes, in Swiss Army Man. Yeah. So... He's so he's got range. He's, he's got range. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it. So, shall we jump in? All right, let's fucking do it. I'm so All scared. Right. Ah! Okay. Why do you think you're not writing? I don't know. I get a good idea, and then, bam! I start thinking that is the stupidest thing ever. Tell me about it. Ruby Sparks, 26 years old, raised in Dayton, Ohio. Why Dayton? Sounds romantic. Ruby got kicked out of high school for sleeping with her art teacher or maybe her Spanish teacher. I haven't decided yet. I'm glad you found something that inspires you. Inspires me. It's like I'm falling in love with her. That's wonderful. I can't fall in love with a girl I write. Why not? Because she's not real. I missed you in bed last night. Did you get some good writing done? Colin, are you mad at me? Remember how Dad used to say I had an overactive imagination? That's cute. But there's no possible way that Ruby's in your house because she's not a real person. Can you see her? She's real. Ruby! What is going on with you? I don't know. I'm sorry. Kiss me, stupid. There's got to be some logical explanation. People don't appear out of thin air. She did. How? I don't know how. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... A novelist struggling with writer's block finds romance in the most unusual way by creating a female character he thinks will love him, then willing her into existence. Okay. So if anyone hasn't seen this film, Ruby Sparks is basically a movie about an incel who can't get laid, so he creates a woman to lay him. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the whole movie. That's it. Um, I guess back's you know context. Yeah, he's a writer mm-hmm. and he's a struggling writer. No, no, he was a um, boy, genius boy genius who wrote apparently a novel that like changed the fucking world mm. when he was like seventeen or whatever. Sure. And then he hasn't been able to follow it up. Yes. And he's like uh, very rich and in his twenties, and he's like, why is my life so? Bad. Mm, yeah. We're supposed to feel bad for him, question mark? Girl, I have but, so many complicated <laughs> feelings. It's a very complex film, I guess. But so It's he, like if Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was written by an incel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, I have not seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless <laughs> Mind. But it's I'm, a great reference. I'm taking a big yeah. old guess. No, it is. It's very. It's similar in the like no memory slash you know that kind yeah. of 
linear shit. But basically, yeah, if you haven't seen it, like myself, until a couple of days ago, he's a writer, boy genius, can't follow it up with a second uh, uh, second album, second novel, and he's unlucky in love because he's an asshole. Yeah. And he writes as an exercise to break his writer's block. He just writes about this fantasy girl that he knows, this girl that he's just, you know, imagined. Dreamed. Yeah. This girl Ruby. He writes this whole big, like, manuscript all about her, fucking obsessed, and then one day – She's in his kitchen. Yeah. She has no knowledge that she's not real. She's yeah. got her whole backstory that he's written for her. And he <laughs> oh boy. all that backstory. All that backstory. <laughs> I got so many thoughts. <laughs> and she basically, yeah, he comes to understand that she's she is real. Everyone else can see her. And the rest of the movie is him kind of um fucking with her till she She explodes, explodes kind of basically. in a way. Yeah. So Let's get into it. Okay. May I say. Please. We have said slanderous things about Paul Dano on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to acknowledge before we get into this. I think he is a phenomenal actor. Yes. I think that he is typecast as a creep. Mm-hmm. I do not think pers- I think personally he seems like a great dude. Yeah. I think his performance in this is great. Yeah. Same with Zoe Kazan. Sure. Performances, great. Talented actors, great. Okay. I want to get that off the yeah, bat. Yeah, anything we say is not a reflection on their skills as actors. Yes. yes. Um, and I would like to say those kind of things. <laughs> Good. Now that's out of now the way. Now that's out of the way. <laughs> what the fuck what is, this fuck movie? is this movie? Oh, my, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like someone wrote a movie for our podcast yes. and was like, I put everything that's the worst about male female relation het relationships in a movie. Yeah, have it. Just go there. Go for it. At it. Have this in your brain forever Ooh. now. And you know what the craziest part is? It's written by a woman. It's written by Zoe. It's so written by Zoe Kazan. You know, I didn't know that until the very end of the movie. Same. I, I purposely, I was like, oh, shit, I realised I don't know who wrote or directed this. Obviously, it's a dude. And so I stuck around for the credits and you can't imagine my heart sink. It was audible how much my heart sank when I saw the name Zoe come up under writer. Oh and then I looked it up and it's the fucking star of the film. Fa- uh. I ripped, I never do research for anything, <laughs> ever. I ripped open my laptop and went to the internet and I was like, oh, how did this happen? I was watching interviews about it. Right. I, read, I read the whole Wikipedia page. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? How did this happen? Mm-hmm. I guess like, look, in two, 2012, we all weren't the best feminists, okay? No, you're right. And, yeah, I'm very, <laughs> probably very embarrassed by some, you know, no, tweets or statuses or oh, general behaviour that I did as a, in quotes, feminist in yes. 2012. Yes, yes. I don't think I even identified as a feminist in 2012. I don't think I knew what the word was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, look, time has passed. We yes. have grown. But then also I hear myself making more excuses because it's a woman. Yeah. And if it was a man, I wouldn't be more sympathetic. And that's not good of me because everyone deserves the same that's sympathy. That's not equality. That's not yeah. equality. <laughs> so that was a oh. real, like, fin- I finished the movie. I'm like, I know exactly how I feel about this movie. I know exactly what I'm going to say on the podcast. And when her name came up as the writer, it threw everything into disarray. Right. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't, we should have a balanced opinion. Exactly. But, but guess what? Guess we don't. 
turns out we don't. But you know what? In the end, we are balanced because I still hate this movie despite the fact that a woman wrote it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just definitely changes some things of like, well, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Look, it's good to see equality in bad writing. Well, that's the you thing. Know? That is, you know, if any, that's a feminist stance too. Like, you know, women can be sh- bad writers too. Yeah. They cannot understand feminism yeah. too. Sorry, yeah, the writing was fine. Like the dialogue and everything was fine and interesting, but the, the concept itself. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Again, yeah, similar to like the performances were good. Writing was fine. Like I was never bored. I was never like, oh, that's not what someone would say because I think the dialogue was pretty good. Um, but yeah, the concepts in it were just fucked. <laughs> anyway, um, so... I want to cry. I don't even know where to. <laughs> okay, so the Start. the weird thing about this movie is because it is like it's like he it is based on the movies Mannequin and the Greek mythology of Pygmalion. <laughs> that is the inspiration for it. I mean, well, obviously, obviously. anyone could tell that. <laughs> so it's like he falls in love with this creation, and then like the whole crux of the movie is like she is now a real person and doesn't live up to the ideology yeah. uh, he has in his head. Yes. Kind of similar to a little movie we also took issue with called 500 Days of Summer. I was going to say High Fidelity, but no, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking 500 Days of Summer. Look. And, oh, shit. And this came out three years after 500 Days of Summer, right? And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I can't help but notice that this is – Kind of just a copy? It, yeah, fuck. I didn't – oh, that's really smart. I didn't pick that. So much so I went around and I looked at some evidence. Ah, uh, yes. Uh-huh. So I have just this little uh, slide chart. If you just <gasps> want to go that way, Alexia. Did you make this? Yes, yes, you yes. Made this? I made this out of fury and rage. Oh, my God. Just that first one. It's a photo side-by-side of both Zoes, by the way. True. Um, of Ruby and Summer. Yep, very similar. Like that's – so this is very much – we'll say it, it's a Manic Pixie Dream Girl film. You might say that. But then, Alexia, Zoe has said – I read that. In interviews, don't call her a Manic Pixie Dream Girl because it is reductive and diminutive. Nope. And I'm like, girl, I think you're trying to cover your tracks. I think you're absolutely trying to cover your tracks. She's she is the epitome of manic pixie dream girl. She's yeah. weird. She's funny. She has a fringe. That's all the things that you need. Yeah. She looks like she was dressed by a man. Yeah. Oh my god, this slideshow is incredible. You have done a. I went deep. Really good I went research. Fucking deep. There's oh six of god. them. So Alex is Dude. looking at side by sides of uh, oh. Ruby Sparks. Yes, and Summer Finn, and it is terrifyingly similar, the characters. There's even a central location in it is a park. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even look at yep. it anymore. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. Um, those will be available on our socials. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. So Zoe Kazan? Yes. Is it? Yeah, so she wrote it. And did you know that Paul Dano is her real boyfriend in real life? Yes, they're a real couple. I quite like that. Yeah. I was happy with that. Yeah, I think that's why their performances were fantastic. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's these shitty, shitty people. <laughs> Crazy. So, uh, <laughs> look, so, okay, let's so back to the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I, I did read that Zoe 
decided to say that she's not a manic pixie dream girl, which, mm-hmm. yeah, is ridiculous. Again, she has all of the features and not she is literally a dream. Mm. She dream girl. Comes from she a dream. is literally a dream. She's not she's a figment of his imagination that he has conjured up. Mm. You can't can't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. And like her backstory and then she's got this like trauma backstory alcoholic oh, ex-boyfriend back the fuck up okay this man's dream okay. girl he okay the trigger warning trigger warning yes. on what i'm about to say sexual assault his dream girl he writes in that she was sexually assaulted sorry hitting the table he writes in that she was sexually assaulted by a, her high school teacher <laughs> as if it was like a sexual awakening she's like she had an affair that's with her right. like Spanish teacher, and I'm like, no, that is statutory, statutory rape. rape, and that's that makes her interesting to you. That makes her interesting. She had yeah, an alcoholic ex boyfriend. She's not close with her family. No, her parents are dead. Oh my god, her parents are. So the, okay, yeah. So this is his ideal girl, and I have to think like. I'm really confused by this film because as I, as we're watching it and we're getting into the real meat of what the film is about, I just kept thinking like I hope, I hope and I pray that what this ends up doing is like telling people don't idolise women or your partners don't pedestal these people mm. because it will all come crashing down. And I think that's what the film wanted to do. But it was so lost. It was it was just one of those things, again, like a high fidelity where, like, I think he's meant to be the villain, but it's just not obvious enough. And I think there would be so many dudes watching this film being like, yeah, that's my dream girl too. Yeah. Fucked up childhood, completely isolated, no friends, no family. Yes. <laughs> like trauma in her background, so I have to save her and fix her. Like, yeah. And I think the way Zoe was writing it was to say, like, no, 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 don't do that. This film tells you not to do that. But I don't think that was obvious enough. No, I was hoping the same thing because how it was escalating as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, is this secretly a horror movie? I literally at the end of it wrote, this is not a rom-com. This is a horror movie. Yes. Okay. If this had gone harder down that yeah. line, because, like, there is a – I literally wrote that. Okay. Because, like, the fine, like one of the scenes at the end where he tells her – that she's a character he created. And then he essentially tortures her. That scene is so fucking upsetting. That was... Uh, uh, he, he like, properly... It's fucked up. And, again, the acting in that scene is phenomenal. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah, from like, both of them. Yeah. He was a serial killer in that moment. Yes. He had that stone-cold sociopath, like vacant stare didn't give a shit what he was doing to her like kind of was like you know a bit like upset by it but was still doing it like it was it it was a horror movie Mm, yeah he makes her like bark like a dog he makes her strip off her clothes like he makes her yell like you're a genius you're a genius that was fucked up when he made her bark like a dog i he'd already i was so mad in that moment he'd already proven to her Mm. that she is his creation because again if you haven't seen it what he does is he can write a new line in the manuscript and change her behavior or change her things so like he can be like she now speaks French and then she will immediately speak French um so he to prove to her that he is she is his creation he starts writing things and he does like three different things that really prove to her like he could have left it there and then it went 
fucking to a hundred and he made her act like a dog. And I was yeah. like, this is disgusting. I hate this man. He's mm. the villain of the film. Oh, absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like properly, like one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Mm. And I was like, okay, surely after this, it devolved. Like he goes absolutely mad. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, what, like, he, yeah. He has a breakdown. He, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. But then the payoff is that he writes, he actually puts out the book about what's happened. He breaks his writer's block again. Right, it becomes crazy successful. Right, I couldn't believe that that's where the story went. Yeah, and then he ends up. He meets a girl in the park who is the character, but she is actually a real person, and he starts a relationship with her. So the uh, the way I took that is that is Ruby Sparks, the one that he created. But when he finished the story, his last line was, she is now free of her past. She's free of everything. Like she basically saying her memory is wiped of this whole experience and she can go and live her life. So I think what that is, is that is Ruby Sparks. She's just back in the park, but she doesn't remember him. Right. And that's why when she's like, have we met before? He's like, um... No, because they have. And so then the payoff for the whole film is that they get back together in the end. And it's meant to be this like lovely, happy ending, but I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was awful. Like I, I hate it so much. Like he he basically he gets another go at Ruby Sparks. He's like which is just so unfair because he's just completely traumatized this woman and he doesn't have any realizations about himself. He doesn't, he's not punished for anything. Yeah. In fact, he's rewarded. Yeah. And it's, it's an unfair and unhealthy relationship because a, he knows she's a creation. B, she, he knows everything about her because he, cre- it's just starting the same thing all over again. Yeah. It's a cycle of fucking abuse. Yeah. This man is a fucking narcissist. And I hate that he ended up, they ended up back together at the yeah. end. I hate it. And if it was like obvious that that was like the, like it's like he was needed to learn a lesson that he was like made aware of his flaws. Sure. I would, I would absolutely herald this movie. Yeah. But it just went for the basic fucking trope. Ugh. Again and again. Happy ending. They end up back together, but it's okay. Cause her memory's wiped. So she yeah. just doesn't remember the trauma he caused her. Yeah. I can't believe a woman wrote that ending. I, yeah, same here. It makes me question, like, if there was pressure from maybe for the outside yeah. forces. But also, the fucking one of the directors was a female too. Because well, they did Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Which what a disappointment after like this movie must have been after that. They hadn't directed anything in like ten years mm. since Little Miss Sunshine in two thousand and six was their last film because they were waiting for like the perfect film to come along Mm. to direct again and this was it yeah like it was it could have been so good Mm. yeah again like you said if he just one if he wasn't rewarded by another successful book basically farming this experience yeah and if he had a breakdown if he hit rock bottom if he had some real realizations Mm. about his behavior that could teach the audience Actually, everything that you've just seen is really bad. You can't treat women like that. You can't pedestal women like that. But instead, he's rewarded for it. Mm. I hate it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I think there's a positive message in this film, like buried 
deep down in it and it just whether yeah whether it was outside forces like network notes and rewrites and stuff that fucked it up but something was fucked up along the way yeah 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 or maybe it was just written like that and stayed like that and everyone was like (laughs) everyone that literally was like awesome yeah perfect movie don't change a thing yeah he gets to yeah control this woman's life and then gets rewarded for it at the end yeah and just like the fact that yeah he became successful in another book afterwards i'm like well this is another trope that we see so much in these movies where just like at in the end after everything's said and done her real only role was to facilitate him his growth and Mm. to facilitate him becoming a better writer and breaking his writer's block like she doesn't really even have her own journey or story yeah Yeah. it's just to facilitate his because <sighs> there's so many moments where it's like it almost ticks over into like yeah see we're aware of this issue that's what i was wanting the whole way through yeah and it just never properly did that mm. yeah 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 like fuck it also can i say something why is it every apparent like nerdy not nerdy like every man that misunderstands women and puts them on a pedestal, seems to think that we love to wear colourful tights, <laughs> these, like, weird pinafore dresses mm. and ballet flats. Okay, everyone, ballet flats, they're done. Stop it. They're done. Cut it the fuck out. They are done. If you want to ride a quirky manic pixie dream girl, stop with the ballet flats. They're bad for your feet. Ugh. And you get- they stink. Yes. You no can't narration. wear socks with them. Yes. Ugh. They're uncomfortable. You can't like walk or you can't run away. Maybe that's why they like them. Maybe because <laughs> you can't run away in ballet flats. Is that what it is? They'll slip off all over the place. We are disarray. Oh, my God. Like her fashion throughout all of this was like, because at least with 500 days of summer, it was like, wow, look yeah. at this woman dress. This is amazing, gorgeous. There's a theme. There's like a yeah. message. La, 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 la. Um, but with this, I was like, she dresses like a five-year-old that yeah. was allowed to dress herself. Well, that's it, right? Yeah. That's it. It's the infantilization of women that happens so much in these movies too, which this movie is 100% infantilizing her. It's literally like she's a baby because she has just come into existence. Yeah. And thankfully there wasn't any like – you know, scenes or montages where he has to teach her how to be a person or anything. Like she's already got all that knowledge, but like it's still very much like every time he, cause throughout the movie, he changes her behaviors when he's not happy with something. He, he, she's too happy. So he needs to make her sadder or she, then she's too sad. So he needs to make her happier. And every single time it, it, that is, I think still that infantilization where like he has to teach her what to do or how to feel Mm. and, how he he's the one that created her dress sense. Like he created everything about her. Yeah. It's – oh, fuck. There's this trope. I can't remember. I think it's called like Born Sexy Yesterday. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Where it's like a very common in cinema where it's like a woman who essentially was like born yesterday. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know anything about the world, but she is ultimately very like uh, like sexual. Like – like uh. Example was used like the lady in the fifth element. Okay. Whereas like she's like 
yep. alien, I think, but she's like super hot and amazing. And it's like, but you're like, but you I have, don't know how to do anything, anything. Mr. Man. Because even though fucking Ruby dresses like a child, all of her lingerie that they show us a lot of, a lot of, is like really like like sexy, yeah. and it's like, yeah. But then she dresses like a kid. It's yuck. It's so yuck. Because at least with Five Hundred Days of Summer. She, Summer is a person. Like these yeah. are her choices that she's made for herself. Like, yeah, you know, and in, it's in, him in misunderstanding yeah. her. But this one, this is like that on crack because he has literally created her mm. for this. And you're right, coloured tights, no one, no. No, yeah. that's not it anymore. No, you can wear coloured tights. Of Absolutely course. no shade on coloured tights if but you wear ballet flats. But this, this constant quirky idea. girl trope. Like how is it – I would love to see a movie like this where the woman ends up just dressing fucking cool and comfortable and casual and and still fall in love with her. What about that movie? Okay. Um, I knew we were in for something as soon as he started writing on a typewriter. (laughs) I knew knew what this was. I was like, this, okay, I know what this movie is. Yeah, something's about to go wrong. like John Cusack in High Fidelity listening to records. That's how we meet him. Yeah. We meet Paul Dano. He's typing on a fucking typewriter. Bullshit, you write manuscripts on typewriters. Yeah. How do you delete? What if you need to edit? I hate it. Pathetic. Um, um, another, okay, so my, another weird thing that happens in this movie is that, like, weird, like, French vibes. Like, mm, I think, uh, yes. like, people seem to think that it's, like, oh, it's French. It's sexy. Sexy. <laughs> Romantic. And it's, like, because <laughs> also they did the same thing in 500 Days of Summer is, like, they have a lot of, like, French New Wave elements and they go to like a French yes. film festival and there's a whole scene where they speak French and there's French music. And she wears a big messy top bun, which is inherently yes, French. Of, as we all know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> With the fringe and the wavy hair. Yeah. Yeah. But so <laughs> in this is like he makes her speak French. There's a French music. Oh my like, God, yeah. like, why? Yeah. This is such a base level. Under- it's like you read sexuality in a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ba- it's that basic like and I hate using the term because it's so old now but hipstery quirky yeah new yeah. age like thing of just being like oh our house looks slightly French or yeah. we can speak French and we eat deli meats and yeah. bread I don't know <laughs> but yeah it is it's it's romanticizing like mm. everything yeah but it's not a thing anymore it's not stop it. Also, another part where I thought it was almost self-aware is when he goes to visit his mum. Oh. And he's like. Oh, that whole. I hate him. I hate him so much. Being like such a little bitch about being like, I don't want to go visit my mum. You should go stepdad and he sucks. (laughs) Sure, I'm a fucking adult and I should get over it because my mum's happy and she's having sex for once. Yeah. With Antonio Banderas. Banderas of all people. <laughs> they name his character Mort. <laughs> I was expecting an old Jewish man. No. And Antonio Banderas turns up. I honestly didn't recognize him until like a couple yeah. minutes in. I was like, wait a fucking second. Is that fucking Antonio Banderas? 
Fuck you, Calvin. <laughs> I'd be stoked if Antonio was my stepdad. Yeah, and their house is awesome. It's so cool. It's gorgeous. Like, and it looks like so fun. They have a sick pool as well. They're playing beautiful game. Like, they're playing like charades together, having a lovely time. Yeah. And he's being such a little bitch in his little treehouse. <laughs> like, oh my God. Hiding Even away. The part where he's like, they're like, this is the room you're staying in. He's like, there's no doors. How will I fuck my girlfriend here? <laughs> My girlfriend who loves giving blowjobs because I've already said that before in the script. Like apparently that needed to be pointed out. <laughs> cool. Good for you, man. Yeah. Some people like, don't like doing it. Some people do. Wow. Oh, there's a weekend where I have to respect my parents' house. No. Well, you know what it was? It's, there's a weekend where he has to share her yeah. with someone, right? Yes. <gasps> that's so fucking true. Because that's kind of the undercurrent of all of the gross shit in this movie is that he wants her all for himself mm. and he doesn't like want ugh. with the um going to the parents place and having an awful weekend I had a very similar uh, experience with an ex of mine we went to I went to meet his family we were spending the weekend and he was very rude to me all weekend like kind of like like basically like Calvin was like I was involved in the family he was just like sulking off and it was just so it's just that toxic fucking shit of like just adult men being babies yeah basically if I may also share a story mm. this yes. is the opposite of that where I was like in a relationship and it was on, on the a decline sure. and we went to go spend a weekend with his family. And I really didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got there and he was like already being just like very distant. Like we weren't like getting along. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, Oh, we're all going to go like in the hot tub. I was like, I do not want to go in the hot tub with your family. I'm sorry. That's not That's a place for a family. It's not. No, to no, no. Be together. We've just had like a roast dinner. I don't want to sit <laughs> in a hot tub. <laughs> Literally marinate. Yeah. And I hadn't like brought bathers with me or anything. So it's oh, like, it was yeah. so fucked. And I was like, I was like, look, I just need a minute to like breathe and stuff. I'll meet you in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I need to take my makeup off. Right. So I was going and I didn't bring makeup wipes with me. So I was like trying to find something to take it off with. <sighs> and I thought I found like, uh, just like a cream that I could like break it down with, right? I thought it was like the mm. panthen. Turns out it was not. It was chafing cream, <gasps> and I put it all over my eyes. <laughs> I this was is a movie in so much pain. Oh my god, you poor thing! And like trying to like, and I was so mad at him even before this happened. And yeah. I was like even more mad at me. Like I don't want to go in the fucking hot tub with your family. Now I've got fucking chafe eyes. I've got eyes that are like almost like fucking bleeding because of the pain I'm in. And so like I literally was just like sitting in the room, and I was like, I can't go out there. I don't go out there and admit what's happened in front of his family. I can't text him because he's in the fucking hot, hot tub. tub. Dad. So I was just sitting there for 45 minutes trying to wash my eyes out and the water just to make it worse and worse. And then he comes out to finally check on me and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm in pain. And then like the, he had to tell the whole family what had fucking happened. No. <laughs> and they're all laughing at me. And I was like, this isn't, this is the worst. This is so awful. Okay. So just no one should ever meet their spouse's no. families. No, no, no. If Not some- for a whole weekend, for a dinner. And then you can leave. Yeah. Oh, I am all for like, it's like, of course, like spouses have to show up, like of course. to a family events every now and then. But it's like you don't 
have to go every single time. Yeah. Yeah. See your family. That's your family. It's your family. Yeah. And it also, it's like, it's very draining for someone else to be around a family they're not part of. Like, yes, absolutely. I feel so sorry for Luke every time we (laughs) hang out with mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Love you. Love you. Kind of. Um, Anyway, Um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so then the other, yes, the other thing is I think he was having a bad time because he wants her all to himself. Yeah. Just wants to family's getting the fucking way so that's disgusting cut that out out. (laughs) um which maybe bleep over those words (laughs) (laughs) what is he gonna do in what we don't know and like this well this whole movie the essential theme of it is he wants to isolate her from everything the first like roadblock or you know tricky situation they encounter is she goes and takes an art class and then has drinks with her new friends after the art class and he freaks the fuck out. And that is the first time that he uses the power to change her behaviour with the manuscript. Mm. That in itself disgusted me. I was like... This is. I was still at that point in the movie where I was like, okay, this will redeem it. This It's going to redeem it. It's going to teach us a really important lesson that you can't act this way when your girlfriend has fucking friends. Yeah. Or like seems a bit distant like because she's a multifaceted person. She can have good days. She can have bad days. Yes. Just because she's a bit distant on the phone doesn't mean she's going to break up with you, you yeah, fucking or, idiot. Yeah, or fuck someone else. Yeah. God forbid. And so, yeah, the whole, like, just a running theme is isolation. Mm. He never wants her to do her own thing. And she tells him, she's like, I'm lonely. That's always, if so, if your partner tells you that they're lonely. In a relationship. That's a really big yeah. sign that something's not right. Absolutely. Mm. And there's, I think it's in that same scene, she says to him, like, she's crying by the window, right? Mm. She says to him, you don't have any friends, and that's the first time that's been kind of said out loud. Oh. And I was like, yeah, he fucking doesn't. Yeah. And that's a red flag. That's a huge red flag. Mm. And she says, uh, you don't have any friends. And he says to her, mm-hmm. I have you. I don't need anyone else. Ooh, that is not true. That's so terrifying. That is such a terrifying, you know, it was meant to be romantic, but that's a fucking terrifying line. Mm. And then she does like the script does let her, she says to him like, well, I mean like that's a lot of pressure. Mm. Like no, it's not just pressure. That's crazy unhealthy. Yeah. That's obsessive. You get into like, I just wish that the writing would like have allowed her to do what we were all thinking, which is like, that's too, yeah, that's too much pressure to put on one person to be friend, family, lover, girlfriend, you know? Yeah. You need to have you need to spread all your needs out amongst all the people in your life. You can't put them onto one person. But she just does this little like, oh well, that's a lot of pressure. And then like mm. that's all they kind of do with that with that topic. Yeah. Well, Ugh. the hard thing is like she can't be like in her head planning, being like, when I go out for brunch with the girls, yeah, I'm gonna say some things. Uh. Like she doesn't even have that. <laughs> she doesn't have friends. Like, and so what did you think of the brother's character? Sorry, for context, <laughs> I did a big old eye roll. I'm sure they heard it. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> it, was, heard it was audible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, the okay, this is the one part at the start where I was like, this was definitely written by someone who hasn't gone to the gym with men. Because the opening <laughs> scene 
is them going to the gym and the brother's like, dude, you got to work out. So chicks will want to like suck your cock. And he's like, I just want someone to like fall in love with my soul. And he's like, nah, big hard abs and cocks. And he's like... Cocks. They want cocks and abs. That's all the girls yeah. want. Cocks and abs. Also, this is like a married man with children. <laughs> and I'm like, no. His character was very inconsistent, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes from being like, yeah, chigs. And then he's like, I'm a business bro. And then being like, one time I almost lost, lost know, my wife. And, my wife and it killed me. And now it? I know I could lose her at any minute. I yeah, love yeah, my yeah. wife. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> you weren't like 10 minutes ago at the gym. <laughs> and then sometimes he's like, also, sometimes I hate my wife. She's a fucking yeah, weirdo. She's a bitch. I hate her. And I wish I could change her behavior. It was yeah. I think he was that per, like that classic scapegoat person like I think he was meant to be the voice of reason. Yeah. Uh but it very much fell short. Mhm. Like cuz there was this one point where he says and I had a very high hopes for this character after he says it. Um it's when he's talking to Paul Dano before, I think before Ruby comes to life and he's just talking about her and he's like, Oh my God, I think I'm falling in love with the woman I'm writing. Mm. Um, and the brother says to him, quirky, messy women whose problems make them endearing aren't real. He says that. So that's what it, the movie gets it. Mm. Like, I think that's what they're trying to, the message they're trying to put across, but it was so lost. Yeah. And then he says, um, you haven't written a person, you've written a girl. Mm. Yes. Which is exactly what you were saying what? before. Where is this? Uh, this poor character. I think he should have been split into two characters. I think so too, yeah. Or actually just cut out that weird part at the gym about that they're the talking about <laughs> trying to Abs. get fucked. And his brother's like obsessed with him getting fucked. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so weird. If like either of my brothers ever said that to me, I'd be like, that's oh. fucked. We need you need to go to therapy. You don't speak to me like you that. You don't understand boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so inappropriate. I, I'm fine. I can do it myself. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so I thought he got it, but I don't No, I don't think, think he, he did. Oh, and so okay, just there were some very cool little cameos in this. I don't know if you clocked them. There was a lot of big names in big this names. fucking movie. For one, the the kind of like fangirl who he goes to coffee with. Yes, Aaliyah Shawkat. Yeah, incredible, maybe, from Arrested Development. Um, that w- that storyline upset me too because basically like she's this teenage fangirl. Um, they imply that she's really young. And he goes to coffee with her because he realises he doesn't have any friends and he needs to talk to someone about the situation with Ruby. So he's got this chick's number and she thinks they're going to fuck. Anyway... That whole scene to me kind of felt like she was being made out to be like the crazy one. Yeah. When I was like, nah, dude, you've met up with this stranger for purely selfish reasons. The only reason you wanted to meet up with her is so you could dump all your shit onto her and have her help you. And then she's there because she thinks she's going to fuck her idol. Like, yeah. of course, that's what she thinks. But I think she was kind of made out to be like the crazy weird one. And yeah. I didn't appreciate that at all. Like, he's the crazy one. Yes. Dumping all this shit onto a stranger. That's so rude. Yeah. I think that scene was meant to establish, like, he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't yeah. have anyone to call. But it just kind of shamed her. Shamed her. And, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <sighs> There was also, uh, in terms of cast... Uh, Mr. Geller, uh, Ro- uh, Ross and Monica's father, <laughs> plays his 
therapist. Yes. Which is fun because we saw Mrs. Geller in Legends of the Fall oh, the other week. It all ties together. <laughs> Wait, is it um, Steve Coogan? Oh, no. So Steve Coogan was Oh, is the- Langdon Tharp. Yeah. Great <laughs> author name. <laughs> So that was your. Ex- I love Steve Coogan so much. Yeah, uh, he's. I have a pillow with his face on it, um, and so I was very excited to see him. And he, that's that's the perfect role for him. Is yeah. creepy, smarmy. That's him in real life. So yeah, <laughs> I think he did a great job. He was awesome. Like getting her to like swim in the pool. I yeah. was like, this is generally a hilarious scene. Yeah, like I. This I, feels real. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what this guy would do at his party that he's holding. He'd pick the lonely, hot young went girl yeah and convince her to get in get the pool, in the pool. <laughs> um okay well let's talk about that party and the scene where oh. he sees his ex-girlfriend okay so at the part that at this langdon's party his ex-girlfriend is there who we've heard about they were together for five years and mm-hmm. he is her his she is his only ex-partner yes and maybe only friend as well yeah only person outside of his brother um that knows him so what did you think about the confrontation between them? Um, I thought, again, it was a moment where I was like, oh, you've almost got it. It's, it's, it's there. there. It's, it's right there. there. <laughs> Get it. Yes. Go. The awareness. Let's do it. <laughs> it's happening. It's finally happening. <laughs> I guess she's like, she's like, you like just constantly. He's like, you broke up with me like <laughs> weeks <laughs> after my father died. <laughs> and then like the reveal is she's like, no, you just, you wanted to control me. Like you didn't see me as a person. Like everything I did wasn't good enough to you. Didn't match up to the idea that I was who I was in your head. And I'm like, just like Ruby, dude, yeah. just like Ruby. I'm this out. is it. Have that realization. Yeah, da, 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 da. And he doesn't. I was so ready for him to have that look down, like, you know, music swells. And he's like, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm doing to Ruby. I have to go fix it. He doesn't. He just rips into this woman, doesn't listen to anything she's saying to him. She says at one point, you only want to ever be in a relationship with you, Mm -hmm. so I let you do that. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's doing with Ruby. She's not a real person. She's a creation of his mind. Therefore, he's in a relationship with himself. Yes. This Ah! fucking guy. This fucking guy. And I just – that confrontation was just so yucky and disgusting and just like vicious and ugh. Mm. I don't know if he's meant to be the protagonist, like the hero. I mean, again, it's like high fidelity. Are we meant to like this guy? Yeah. Is he meant to be our hero? Because, he, again, he's 100% the villain. Yeah, it's murky. It's messy. Yeah. Because then, yeah, straight after that, he catches her, like, well, not catches her, but she's just, she, I mean, getting in a pool in her underwear. In her underwear, yeah. When, but also he left her alone at a part. Like, all of that behavior is, like, not justified in no. this. But, like, instead of, like, him having any realization, he goes home and tortures this woman. Oh my god, oh, that's it's a right. horror movie. Okay, I really like if they they could have lent further into the spookiness of it, and it would be a really interesting horror movie, mm. like the, or a psychological thriller. Yeah. Like if they just lent into the darkness a bit more, fuck, this would have been a really cool psychological thriller. But the mm. fact that it's meant to be a rom com, like, did you find this movie funny? No. Yeah. Never. I didn't. No. There was what I, there was one funny moment that I thought was quite cute. It's when they're going through the montage of her. He's changed her behavior so that she can't live without him, and she needs to be around him all times. Yeah, and it's that whole like "be careful what you wish for" type thing because then she's constantly attached to him. Mm. She can't even go to the toilet without holding his hand and stuff. Yeah, and there's this one moment where they're on the couch or something, and she's just crying, and she says to him, "And oh, that's right." And he's she's sitting right next to him. 
And he's like, what's wrong? And she's crying. She's like, I miss you right now. <laughs> and I thought that was very funny. <laughs> and she starts crying and he's like, right. But other than that, <laughs> I didn't think yeah. it was very funny. But then the gr- the grossness just overshadowed, it. I think, any like attempt at funny. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the end. I was like, I think I stood up and like threw the remote on the ground. I was like, you fucking serious? I, could, I was so, I hate that ending. I was so mad at it. Mm. Do you know what I would love and what yes. I'd like to pitch to Hollywood is a reboot of this movie, but a gender reversal. Oh. Where there's a female writer and she writes her manic pixie dream boy. Oh. I think that would be really interesting to see what the ideal dude is and it would probably end up being quite nice and wholesome. <laughs> Maybe. I think we'd still have to have like the – thing of like you can't like control people i want to see it rewritten as a horror movie yeah yeah and you would only have to edit like the last few scenes of it it's so easy and just put some more somber music over the scenes that they keep putting like on these montages that are meant to i think they're meant to be quirky and funny like the one where she can't be away from him and then he crosses the street without her and she has a breakdown yeah they still kind of put like quirky fun music behind that like if you just switch that to some somber music that'd be terrifying Mm. also can i take okay i have one more qualm and i think that's all i can take for today (laughs) is that um at the end when he like re-meets her in the park She's just lying down in a park reading a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I believe like in Central Park, that's like, that's the only place I could see this happening. Yeah. But someone just lying down in a park reading a book. I'm like. Ugh. That's a trope. Again, it's like, she's still like the character. Yeah. Like have her like sitting there, like picking her nose. Yeah. Or like. But she's not only reading a book, she's reading his book. Oh! Sorry, I've yelled a lot in this. I've yelled a lot. Um, she's reading his yes. new book and he's like, what do you think about it? She's like, I really like it. It's amazing. And she's like, my friends say shit, but I love it. Dude, it's, you're still the character. Still, yeah, he hasn't learned anything. If he'd learnt the redemption that could have happened in that moment is he walks away. Mm. He walks away from her because he knows it's not right for him to be with her because he created her. And the last interaction they have is he wanted to free her from that. Like, I've created you, but you can't be with me. Go live your life Mm. without me. Yeah. And so the redemption could have been that he walks away. Yes, and that he's grown as a person and he needs to be with a real person. person. But instead he's like sick. She's just forgotten everything. Let's take advantage of this and start again disgusting disgusting all right i'm fucking exhausted all right let's let's wrap up wrap this back to this movie make you horny no it made all of me sad (laughs) (laughs) my junk was sad (laughs) would would you recommend this movie on a date no this movie needs to be burnt burnt yeah i think it could have had such promise it's a very cool, like, premise. It's mm. very different and interesting. It could have been really cool, but no, not a date movie at all. What I think needs to happen in this movie, this is my ultimate fantasy, mm-hmm. is we collect all copies of it, all DVDs, yep. all hard drive versions sure, of sure, it. Sure. Okay, we go back in time to the Salem Witch Trials. Great. And instead of burning the women at the last minute, we come and we swap it in for a <laughs> DVD of Ruby's Fox. <laughs> 
Excellent. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll get I'll, – I'll, I've got some people. I know some guys. So I'll make it happen. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ratings. How – how many messy top buns uh, with wispy hair next to the fringe God. do you give this out of five? I honestly, people think that's an easy hairstyle to do and I need to say it's not. It is so not. That's actually one of the most difficult is to make that messy plucked yeah. on top look happen. Yeah, it's a fucking anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a hair piece that they put on top of her hair. Yes, we need to stop lying. Yep. All good hairstyles that you see in movies are definitely wigs. Yeah. I would give it one messy bun. Okay. And that is for the acting. Sure. And actually, no, no, no. I give it I give it two messy buns. Mm-hmm. One for the acting performances because they were good. Mm-hmm. The acting was good in this. And to the dialogue of the script was really good and believable. Sure. Okay, I give it one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give half a point for both of those things that That's you said. That's actually better. I agree with that. I take back my answer. Okay, <laughs> so it's a unanimous one. One. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, that was Ruby, Ruby Sparks. Box, I guess. Okay, thank you, Deanne, for recommending you, that Deanne. one. Oh, wow. my God. To go from not even knowing it existed to... Wanting it to burn at the Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> like, what a journey. A perfect dude cinema <laughs> yeah. movie. Um, so we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we watch another, another movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to keep up with us on what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support us, I know you. You do because you're still listening at the end. You can do a lot of things. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can leave us a five star review. Um, you can also subscribe to our Patreon, seven dollars uh, a month for bonus content, three dollars a month for ad free versions of every episode. Yes, we are currently wrapping up our boy band deep dive off. Yes, uh, this week I am doing Take That. We've previously done N Sync, Backstreet Boys, One Direction. So head over; it's a lot of fun. Hell yes. Um, and we also have merch. Yes. Tote bags and stickers at dudecinemapod.com. Thank you to everyone that has bought merch from yes. all around the world. All around the world. We love seeing our little faces everywhere. Yeah. Let's get, let's get us at the Eiffel Tower. <gasps> Please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And one more thing. Yes. Alexia. Oh, yes. Akumite to you. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. Akumite to you and yours. Um, I'm going to book in a therapy session. That (laughs) fucking sucked.